0: Go with me to 1 Corinthians, please, the 12th chapter, 1 Corinthians 12, and verse uh, 1. The 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians is often referred to as the gifts of the Spirit chapter, but that's not an entirely accurate title. And you'll see as we get into this. I'm going to read some uh, verses. I may read the whole chapter. Is that okay with you? Yes. I like to read. Yes. The first verse we need to make a comment on. He said, now concerning spiritual gifts. Do you see that gifts there is in a parenthesis, in a, in a bracket? Yes. That's because it's not in the text. Concerning, actually literally you could just say concerning spirituals would be an accurate translation. Another one, several translations say concerning spiritual things. Another one says concerning the things of the spirit. I like that one pretty good. The things of the spirit. Because he refers to gifts in this chapter, but he's talking about more things than gifts. You really have to watch modern translations. Mm -hmm. Many of them should not be called translations because they're not. They're a paraphrase. Now a paraphrase is conveying an idea in your own words or in other words. And many of the new translations, I mean many of them, There are words and phrases that really change the meaning and that are not in the text. But they are presented as a translation. I know I got corrected a while back during marriage meeting. The Lord, in studying about marriage meeting, the Lord said something to me. He said, sex is not a need. Now, no matter what I think I get from the Lord, I'm going to check it out with the word. Mm -hmm. Are y'all with me? And I thought, well, now, hold on. I mean, doesn't 1 Corinthians 7 say to husbands and wives, meet one another's needs? And so, uh, in fact, let's just put it up there since we're talking about it. You're close by. Just back up to chapter 7. And people are referring to verse 3. 1 Corinthians 7:3 says, talking to husbands and wives, "Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence." Now, when's the last time you used that phrase in a sentence? <laughs> due <laughs> benevolence. <laughs> Especially when's the last time you married people you used it in connection with your marriage? <laughs> What about that due benevolence? (laughs) Likewise also the wife to the husband. Now several modern translations will say let the husband meet his wife's needs and let the wife meet her husband's needs. And they call themselves translations and that's a bad translation because the word need appears nowhere in this text. And after the Lord spoke that to my heart, I started searching the scripture and I thought, well now, where is it at? Where it says, meet each other's needs. The only thing it says, if you look at the original, let the husband render to the wife what is due. The word benevolence is not in there either. (laughs) It just says due. And also the wife, render to her husband what is due. That's what the text says. And the Lord went on to quicken to me. He said if sex is a need. Like eating, drinking, sleeping. Then uh, Jesus went his whole life without his needs being met. All single people are living without their needs being met. Young people, single people, widows, widowers, etc., Can you see this? It's not true. I said it's not true. Mm -hmm. Sex is not a need. Now I'm just I'm just mentioning this to you because you got to watch so-called translations. Mm -hmm. And if you get to emphasizing a word, check it out Mm -hmm. (laughs) before you go too far with it. Mm -hmm. Is it really there? Mm -hmm. Look up, you know, look up. You don't have to be a Greek scholar or Hebrew scholar. Just look it up in some other you know, real, you know, you hear me sometimes refer to Young's literal translation. He's also the author of Young's Concordance. So, you know, he's he's been passed on a long time, but you, you know he knew a thing or two about language, yes. right? He authored the Concordance. And it doesn't read easy. It reads like the original language does, which is backwards from the way we read, but I like accuracy. How many of you like, I'll put up with some cumbersome to get it accurate. Right. Yes. I don't want you telling me what you thought he meant. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what he said. Yes. I want to hear the word he used. Yes. Come on, are y'all with yes. me? Yes. And you'll find that when you get the word right, and you see how it's used in other parts of the scripture, all oh, things begin to connect for you. Mm-hmm. That when he, he uses that word for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I said that talking about this. Many of your translations in 1 Corinthians 12.1 will say concerning spiritual gifts. And you shouldn't say that because the text didn't say that. Because he's talking about a number of other things besides gifts. Concerning the things of the Spirit. Talking about the Holy Spirit. I would not have you ignorant. Now If the Spirit of God says, you know, the Lord says, I don't want you ignorant about this, what could you pretty much count on? Most people are going to be ignorant about it, right? Unless you take heed. And this is an area where many, many churches, they won't even talk about these things. You'll see mentioned in here just a little bit later, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. Prophecy, gifts of healings, working the miracles, discerning spirits, special faith, and a whole lot of churches, they won't even bring that up. Or if they do, they have decided it means something natural, like speaking in tongues means somebody who has a knack for learning languages. Oh, no, 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 no. All of these are supernatural. And just because some people have let them go and tried to explain them away, doesn't change what they were and what they are. And if you want an education about them, you read the book of Acts. You'll see them. You'll see every one of these in manifestation in the book of Acts. And the book of Acts, we're a part of the same church. People talk about the you know uh, later church or early church. It's the same church, mm-hmm. same gospel message, same Holy Spirit, right. and same manifestations of the Holy Spirit. People change. People get cold. They get intellectual. They the church loses things, and the Lord brings them back to them again. And and one generation comes and the other goes, and it's sad that. One generation can make gains in the things of God, and the next generation, it can all be lost. And this has happened over and over and over again. And so when the Spirit of God says, I don't want you ignorant of this, Mm -hmm. should we pay some attention to it? Should we say, oh, we've got to learn about this. Mm -hmm. And if you already knew it, you wouldn't need to learn. Mm -hmm. And if everybody just automatically knew it, he'd never say, I don't want you to be ignorant. Why would he say, I don't want you to be ignorant of this? Because a lot of people are. So let's read what he's talking about. Concerning the things of the Spirit of God. Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Keep reading. You know you were Gentiles. Carried away into these dumb idols. Idols that can't speak, that can't answer prayer. Even as you were led. You know, this is not... Something that has no bearing on today. There are millions upon millions of people who worship idols today. It's sad. Stone, rocks, all kind of stuff, statues that have never answered a prayer and never will. It's sad. I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now that's King James. The word ghost is the word spirit. Let's back up to that again, verse 3. This is talking about prophecy. Speaking by inspiration. Not just speaking off the top of your head. Because anybody could say Jesus is Lord just parroting somebody else if they chose to. That wouldn't mean they're inspired by the Spirit of God. He's talking about it. You've got to read these chapters together. 12, 13 and 14 in particular. This wasn't written in chapter and verse. It all goes together. If somebody gets up and is supposedly prophesying Speaking by inspiration, and they say anything disrespectful about Jesus, you know it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. No way, no how could it be the Holy Spirit. Now, the church at Corinth was a real church, just like the church in Branson, the church in Sarasota, and they had manifestations. Of the Spirit. And uh, he had to, the Spirit of God had to give them some direction and some correction Mm -hmm. concerning these things. Instruction and direction and correction. And of course we're part of the same church. So it applies to us. The same. Just because somebody is prophesying That doesn't make it the Holy Spirit. Just because somebody says thus saith the Lord. Doesn't mean it is. And different manifestations that are spiritual. They may be God. They may not be God. Not everything that is spiritual is God. There are things that are spiritual and they're very real, but they're not God. You got three basic sources of manifestations, whether it's prophecy or or whatever it is. It could be the spirit of God inspiring them. It could be a wrong spirit or it could just be their flesh. Everybody listening? The spirit of God, wrong spirit, flesh. Which is why we're told in the scriptures to judge these things. First Thessalonians talks about this. Just hold your place and look there with me. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and verse 19. I'm introducing this this evening, and uh, as the Lord would lead us, I may continue we'll see as as the month goes and into next year we'll see because i'm I'm certain the Lord wants more of his manifestations in our midst yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we must be able to identify what's him and what's not him yes. because a lot of people have been scared of something it's not him, so they do nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And they won't yield to anything. And so you got folks in the ditch on one side and the other. They got you got folks that, like Brother Hagin used to say, they got every kind of manifestation you ever heard of and some you shouldn't have heard of. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got people in the other ditch that's got no manifestations, right. mm-hmm. nothing, and are proud that they don't have any error, but you shouldn't be too proud because you don't have the, the good either. You don't have the real either. Is there a right dividing yes. of the Word of God? Is there a genuine manifestation of the Spirit? Yes. A genuine being led? A genuine prophecy and tongue and interpretation in these things? Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.19. It says, quench not the Spirit. Now this is a verse that's uh, quoted by a number of people that like to take over. <laughs> they want to do whatever they want to do. Whenever they want to do it, and nobody question them because I have to do what the Spirit told me to do. Well, it's not talking about your spirit, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Quench not the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And you are not the Holy Spirit, right, right, right. Okay, mm-hmm. nor am I. And to say I have to do what God tells me to do, I ha- if God gives me something, I have to give it, and I have to do it that way, is contrary to Scripture. Because the Bible says even prophets. In this same passage, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And under certain conditions, even if you think you got something, he said, be quiet. And let these do it and let the other judge. So, how many believe we can, we can get it right? Yes. We don't have to just do nothing. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to just let everything go either. Right. We need to be willing step out, say and do what we feel like the Lord directed us to do. But at the same time, when we get finished, we need to be willing to look at everybody around us and them either go right. mm-hmm. or and a lot of people say, oh you ain't judging you ain't judging what I get from the Lord. Uh, then you don't believe the Bible. Even though it might genuinely be something from the Lord It comes through Mm -hmm. an imperfect vessel. Mm -hmm. And that's why if it was always only the Holy Spirit, we shouldn't judge it. Mm -hmm. Should we? We should just accept it without question. But the Bible tells us Mm -hmm. to test it, Mm -hmm. to prove it, and to judge it. By what? By the written word of God and by the Spirit who's in us. You're not the Holy Spirit. I'm not the Holy Spirit. But you're not the only one who has the Holy Spirit either. That's right. I'm not the only one who has the Holy Spirit. Other people have the Spirit besides me, besides you. Mm-hmm. And if it really is the Spirit, people who know the Spirit will recognize that right. and see it. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, bunch of other people who know the Spirit says, "Uh uh-uh, that's not him. Mm -hmm. Then you want to watch about being rebellious Mm -hmm. and not being teachable. I've been at this for a few years now. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to develop, I'll just tell you ahead of time, you'll make a few mistakes along the way. Mm -hmm. I have. More than one. I know when I used to help Brother Hagin Brother Kenneth Hagan Sr., who's in heaven now, he'd call me up sometimes in meetings to sing a, a song, do a spiritual song. And especially in the early days when I had no experience, boy, it was sure, its always by faith, but you know, I mean, he'd call me up sometimes and, and say, you have something? And and I'd think, well, I don't know if I do or not. And, and he'd say, yeah, you do, come on, come on. And, because he knew the Spirit, he had you know, at that time, 50 years of experience mm-hmm. in the things of God, and, and I'm green. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would, and then find out when I'd begin to step out, there was something there. Mm-hmm. And then, well, lo and behold, he was right. <laughs> well, it wasn't him right, the Lord was right. But uh, I remember one time we were having a satellite meeting. Now this is back in the days when satellite was not known. We were hooked up with some other churches via satellite. And it was a very big deal. And in one of these uh, services, he calls me up to sing a song. Well, we're not, not only packed out there, we're live by satellite in these other places. I came up and uh, I started playing a song. And the further I went, the deader it felt. And uh, so, you know, when when you get into this and the cameras are on you, (laughs) what are you going to do? Just keep trudging through and sing all four verses or what? I just stopped. Camera zoomed in. (laughs) I said, sorry, folks. That's not it. That's not it. And, and I, I endeavored to go another direction. And that was it. Thank the Lord. And there was some anointing on it. And people got helped. But do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, the Holy Spirit's perfect. What he gives is right. And beyond question. But because the manifestation comes through. Imperfect vessels. First part of it could be the Lord. Second part of it could be a mix. The last part of it could be just you. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? That's why it should be judged. It should be judged. And this is not just a tongue or interpretation of prophecy. This is everything that people say they get from God everything. There's so many cases of even ministers and people who are uncomfortable with these things that if somebody says, oh the Lord told me, they just back off and go, okay, well if the Lord told you well no. We're supposed to, in our mind we're supposed to be thinking, well we'll see. Right? Right? right. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, let's see. And if you get offended by somebody, you know, testing what you're saying is the Lord, then you're not teachable. You won't grow, you won't develop. There's been some times I missed it big time. I remember, uh, you know, I don't have to tell you all these things. You, you, do, you do know that. We were over in Colorado, and uh, I, had, I had left working for Brother Hagin's ministry and I talked to him about it first and he said well you're not getting any younger if you're going to do something you better go and um, it seemed right but then after several months the Lord in a time of prayer the Lord said I didn't release you from helping Brother Hagin Mm -hmm. well it's not like I missed it by discontinuing my duties there I just assumed that because I wasn't on staff and I wasn't involved that that I wasn't to do the other things, but I saw no. That part was right, but I assumed the other part. So Phyllis and I, we we made our way and found them and asked them, could we assist anyway? And and he uh, he wanted me to help in that meeting. So uh, he calls me up. He says, you got something that goes here? And uh, I said, well maybe maybe a, a little message, you know. And he said, I don't think so. So I tried to sing a song, that wasn't it. And so he looked at me, he said, that's not it. <laughs> Why am I telling you these things? You're not going to develop if you can't be taught, or if you can't be corrected, or if you get your feelings hurt, or you, you, you know, refuse for anybody to judge anything you say or do. You're not going to develop, and if you won't submit yourself to any leadership, you'll be a baby Christian your whole life and never develop. So I said, okay. So I I tried singing a different little song, and that wasn't it either. (laughs) And uh, as you might imagine, the service has lost some momentum by this time. And he said, you got something else? I said, well, it could could it be that little, you know, little sermon? He said, "I don't think so." Well, he's my elder; he's got all this experience. Should I pay attention to what he says? And so, uh, so I, I tried a little something, and he said, "No, you got something else." I said, "Well, uh, you know, the little the little sermon." He said, "Well, all right, go ahead." So I did, and oh man, it was dead. It was there was no anointing on it. It was so dead. And by the time I got through with my little homily, <laughs> the service was on the ground. It was just everybody was looking at their watch, and it was like you know, Puh. that's one thing about flesh. Flesh is boring and dead. You can detect the difference between flesh and a wrong spirit. Flesh is just boring and dead. And uh, that's what I was doing at the moment. Not didn't mean to be, but just so he got up and dismissed. I went back to the room. I felt so bad. I actually thought I might take a bath and see if that helped my feelings. (laughs) what are you laughing about I got to crying I got to crying I thought what is wrong with you he told you three times no he didn't think that was it but no you had to (laughs) preach your little message I thought what is wrong with you boy so I thought the thing that came up in my spirit you need to call him I said I do. I didn't want to, but so I called up to his room. I said, "Dad." He said, "Yeah." I said, "I missed it." He said, "I know it." <laughs> I said, "I am sorry. I am sorry. I I don't know." He said, "He said it's all right. It's all right. Just just don't quit." Oh, come on, are y'all listening? Just just don't quit. He said, Don't quit me. Don't quit the ministry. Don't quit trying to step out. Just don't quit. And he encouraged me. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. But, you know, you can go another way. You can go, Well, I don't care what they say. I heard from God and I know that's what I was supposed to do. And, and that's how you wind up separated from people and ministries and things that you should be hooked up to and that's how you stop developing being unteachable being hard-headed if you missed it you missed it come on you ever missed it yes i don't have to wonder about that did you ever miss it Now, if you say, I've never missed it in spiritual things, then you've never tried to step out and do anything (laughs) because you step out and endeavor to, to, you know, yield or, or follow the spirit over the course of the time, you'll make a mistake or two here or there. But if you do, when you do just repent. If there are people over you that you didn't listen to, you need to let them know too say i'm I'm sorry I, sh- I should have listened you know, but you don't quit somebody say don't quit, you don't quit you still keep praying in the spirit, you still keep endeavoring to be led you still keep endeavoring to see how to yield to the manifestations of the spirit. look at this with me in in first Thessalonians 5 nineteen it says what quench. don't quench." the Spirit. Next verse. Verse 20. Despise not prophesyings. Why would you say that? Don't despise prophesyings. Why would you need to say that? Because they had had a bunch of prophesying. And part of it must not have been God. And after you hear it and you hear things that's not God. If you don't watch it. You can just label all of it. Junk. And say no. Nah, and if you despise prophesying. You wind up despising something God said. Right. Because the next one could be him. You just have to judge them. Which is what the next verse says. What does it say? Verse 21. Prove. Or another way of saying that is test. Mm-hmm. Test. Everything. Prove all things. The NIV says test everything. And don't hold on to everything, just hold on to the good. Brother Hagen used to say it like this you know, he said, You have as much sense as an old cow. Eat the hay, leave the sticks. (laughs) You know, when they bale hay, you might bale up a stick in there. And you can give that bale of hay to the cow. And they'll eat and eat and you come back, the hay will be gone. The sticks will be there. They didn't eat the sticks. Well, we need to have as much sense as an old cow. Right? right? You don't throw everything out because somebody made a mistake. Mm -hmm. But you don't just swallow everything because somebody said it was the Lord. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Or somebody had a vision Mm -hmm. or a dream. Somebody says, the Lord gave me a vision. The Lord showed me something about you. The Lord told me something about you. What should you be thinking? Maybe. Right? Right? Right. Maybe. We'll see. see. Right? Tell me what you're talking about. And while they're telling you, you're not just listening to them. You're checking your heart. You understand? You're thinking of scriptures. You're checking your heart. If it's the Spirit of God through them, you got the very same Holy Spirit in you. And there will be a recognition. And if not, if the longer they go, you think, oh, that's strange. That's just that's just strange. And you got no witness about it. Then I don't care what they said they saw or who they say they are. If they say they're an apostle or a prophetess or what they say. If it doesn't bear witness with your spirit, don't accept it. At the very least, put it on the shelf and say, well, we'll see if the Lord brings that back to me. But you don't just go act on it because somebody said the Lord told them that you should do this because you can hear from him directly. Come on. Are you with me or not? You can hear from him directly for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Test everything. Test everything. 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 You should test every message you hear preached. Every lesson you hear taught. Every book that somebody writes. Every broadcast. Every song. There are a lot of songs. The chorus is wonderful. I believe spirit inspired. Mm-hmm. And verse 3 is completely unscriptural and full of unbelief. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So what do you do? Sing the chorus. Yes. Enjoy it. Yeah. Leave verse 3 alone. Right? Don't, don't sing verse 3. <laughs> or whichever one it is. <laughs> and just because somebody said something to you that wasn't the Lord, or they made a mistake, don't just write them all forever. No. You know, they might get it right next time. Mm-hmm. And just because other people made a mistake, don't you be too afraid to step out. Mm-hmm. What if I make a mistake? I already told you, you will. Mm-hmm. Right? right? I told you some whoppers that I made. Mm-hmm. But I didn't quit. Right. Amen. I said I didn't quit. I've made some mistakes teaching and preaching. But it didn't quit. We know in part. And it's the part you don't know. That can leave some gaping holes in your understanding. And you can make them. If you follow the spirit of the Lord all the time. You'll get it right all the time. But if you don't follow him on part of it. And you get in the flesh on part of it. That's where you make a mistake. But it's not the end of the world. You repent. You say I made a mistake. And nobody will be amazed. (laughs) When you say, I made a mistake, people will not be shocked across the country. They'll go, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you actually made another one you didn't realize, but it's okay, don't quit. So so, so tell your neighbor, don't quit. Just don't quit. Don't quit. That's what Brother Hagin told me. He said, Don't don't quit. He said, Don't leave me. Don't quit helping me. Don't leave the ministry. Don't quit. I said, That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it got better after that. Hallelujah. I got it it more right than wrong after that. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. He said, test everything. The, The complete Jewish Bible says it like this. Back up to verse 19. The complete Jewish Bible says, don't quench the spirit. Don't despise inspired messages, but do test everything and hold on to what is good. Don't quench. Don't despise. Do test. Do test it. By the word. By the spirit inside you. Go back to 1 Corinthians 12 if you would please. 1 Corinthians 12. And one he said. Concerning spirituals. Concerning things of the spirit. Brothers. He's talking to believers. He's talking to Christians. Church at Corinth. I would not have you ignorant. Ignorance not the same as dumb or stupid. You can be brilliant and be ignorant. Ignorant just means it's something you don't know. You might know a lot about this and be ignorant of this. Know nothing about this. So he said, I don't want you to be ignorant about this. About the things of the Spirit of God. Verse, we read that, verse 3 again. He said, I want you to understand. So we're already getting enlightenment. How are we going to not be ignorant? We get understanding from the Spirit. I want you to understand, no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. No man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. Here we see right off the bat, from the beginning... A way to identify what's the Holy Spirit versus what's a wrong spirit versus what's just flesh. If it's the Holy Spirit, it will glorify Jesus. Can everybody say amen? Amen. Also, if you read the rest of this chapter in 13 and 14, if it's the Holy Spirit, it will edify. It will build up. Somebody say glorify Jesus. Jesus. Edify. Edify. When you hear of any kind of manifestation that's supposed to be the Holy Spirit, you look for those two things. Who does it draw attention to? Who does it glorify? And what are the results? What's the fruit of it? When the Spirit of God manifests and it's really him, Jesus will be honored. It won't draw undue attention to people. Things that are wrong draw attention to the person. I have this. I know this. I can do this. That's not right. That's not the Holy Spirit. And when it's the Holy Spirit, there'll be good results. Fruit. People will get saved. People will get back to God. People will get healed. People will get delivered. People will be encouraged and built up and comforted. Can you see this? Yes. You can tell whether it's the Holy Spirit, a wrong spirit, or just flesh by these important, important things. That, th- this first one, it bears camping on for a little bit. Had a person come years ago and tell me, they said, uh, Brother Keith, God uses me in all nine gifts of the Spirit. I said, okay. Why did they tell me that? To glorify Jesus. To edify me. No. Why did they tell me? Now, I'm, I'm not judging and finding fault. I want you to learn something from it. Did you know why they told me that? they're a baby they're a baby christian and they're wanting to impress baby christians can be used in the gifts and manifestations of the spirit having a manifestation of the spirit does not indicate spiritual maturity in fact you're there in the 12th chapter back up to the 3rd chapter this is the same same letter same church at the same time. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1. I brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto carnal even as unto babes in Christ. Now they had manifestations of the spirit but he calls them babies. And it, then he tells how, how he knew they're babies. I've fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you're not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal, you're still flesh ruled, you're still undeveloped spiritually, baby, even though you got manifestation of the Spirit, and you walk as mere, we might say, unsaved men. You're yet carnal, for where is there is among you envying and strife and divisions? One thing that is indicative of spiritual development is divine love. You show me a a person who's growing up spiritually, I'll show you a person who's walking in love with other people, who's getting a handle on their temper, who's getting a handle on their feelings, and are not so easily hurt, not so easily offended. Can you see this? When you see somebody that's quick to fly off the handle, quick to get mad, quick to hold a grudge, quick to go and talk about somebody else, all of this is failing to walk in love. That indicates a baby, somebody that's not able to take spiritual meat yet, not yet weaned off the bottle. I think Phyllis preached on some of this, didn't she? I think she said something about getting rid of the pacifier, right? That's what I heard anyway. Right. <laughs> well, I guess we're still talking about some of it, aren't we? Uh-huh. Does the Lord want us to grow up or not? Yes, yes, he does. does he want to? Do you know you can be an 85-year-old spiritual infant yes. baby? You can live and be born again and decades later die never having grown up spiritually. It does not just automatically happen by passage of time. And one way that you can tell that folks are unspiritual and undeveloped is the fussing and the fighting and the getting mad and the getting hurt. Can you see it? Yeah. Envying, strife, divisions. So spiritual maturity is not indicated because somebody prophesied or somebody gave a tongue an in interpretation or somebody danced. Are y'all with me? Yes. <laughs> and all that's good. But that doesn't make you mature. Because these guys were having lots of manifestations and he called them babies. Because of their strife. Not getting along. And you might say, well, I, I can't control everybody. You can't. But you can control your reaction to them. Yes. Yes. Amen. You are in complete control of that. If you choose to be. There will always be somebody. The enemy will try to get used to rub you the wrong way. And if you let it get to you. You will stay. Off center. You will stay in an unstable condition. It can prevent you from growing up. As you grow up. You begin to realize. Well they said what? Yeah but who are they? And what does it matter what they say? Right. Mm-hmm. And who will remember it a hundred years from now or tomorrow? As you begin to mature, you begin to see things differently. Instead of just being so mad and holding a grudge forever, you begin to see past what was said and done and begin to realize that the Spirit of God could give you a word of knowledge mm-hmm. as to what's going on with them why they acted that way that may have nothing to do with what they said and did. But only love can see that. You get in the flesh, you won't see any of that. You won't even be aware of it. Do you remember in this same, you know, uh, this is the 12th chapter, if you read the 13th and the 14th, it's, he said, uh, follow after love, remember that? Yes. And desire spiritual gifts or manifestations rather that you may prophesy. So a big, big key to having manifestations of the Spirit is following after love. Following after love. I uh, Some years ago, Phyllis and I were in a meeting with an elderly couple who ministered in the gifts of the Spirit proficiently. And he would preach sometimes and then afterwards she'd get up and he and her would flow in words of knowledge and words of wisdom and other things. And I mean, accurate and, and outstanding. I was so impressed some of the first times I, I saw it and, and I knew it was the Lord. And uh, one, one moment, one night rather in a moment while she was ministering, I know it was the Lord helping me and others, she just stopped and said, you know, people have asked me, how do you know that? How do you do that? She said I don't, I don't, I'll get up and start to minister and I don't know anything, I don't have anything to give but as I look across the crowd my heart will go out to somebody and the love of God, oh did you hear that or not, the love of God will just come up in me towards them and a lot of times I'll just say you know could I pray for you, could I minister to you? Because I know the Lord wants to minister to them. That's all I know is the love. Well, he loves everybody, right? Yeah. But why would you be noticing them? Because there's something specific. And so he said, she said, I'll just ask him, you know, could I pray for you? Could I? And a lot of times, if as they get up and they come towards you, she said, I'll know. Or sometimes when I put my hand on them, I'll know. Praise God. Something is that ministered to them, that helped them. Well, it's a word of knowledge or might be a gift of healing or or some of these things. Real, but not something a human being, a man or woman can just turn off and on like a switch. Not something you can give yourself at whim or by intense effort, but something the spirit of God wants to do all the time in different ways. It doesn't have to be in church. But it does require us growing up. Now come on, can you see this? At the moment she's looking across the crowd, is she thinking about herself and what she wants and what she needs? No, she's not. She's being a mature Christian and she's going, Lord, who can you use me to help? And she's not acting like she's got something if she doesn't. And she's not acting like she knows everything. But she's just open and looking. And then when the love of God, everybody say the love of God. Love of God. Do you remember reading in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? And it said up more than once, Jesus was moved yes. with yes. compassion. You remember that? Moved with compassion, and he ministered to them. Hallelujah. And you'll see uh, that in Jesus' ministry, there were all the gifts and manifestations of the Spirit except for tongues and interpretation and all those are also in the Old Testament except for tongues and interpretation but what, what got him started and in that direction compassion love and that's not feeling sorry for somebody that's not the same thing as pity compassion is not pity compassion is the love of God He cares. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You matter to Him. What you're dealing with matters to Him. And He would have all of us. The Bible said the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. It's not just for a few preachers. It's not just for a few people that consider themselves spiritual. All believers are to have manifestations of the Holy Spirit. All believers have the love of God shed abroad in their heart by the Holy Spirit. Do you? Do you? And if we'll let that love rise up in us and and govern our thinking, if we'll lay aside our focus on ourselves, we'll grow up and we'll become usable vessels. And as our heart goes out toward people, not feeling sorry for them, not, not in pity, not in hopelessness. That don't help anybody. But just the love of God and faith, the Lord will give you things. He'll show you things. He'll give you things. He'll anoint you to pray a prayer, to share a word, to talk to somebody. You don't have to make a big fanfare out of it. You just say what came up in your heart. Say it with faith. Say it with love. You just pray the prayer that he gave you. And in some of the simplest sounding things, miracles happen. Amen. And it'll be obvious, God did it. You didn't do it. They didn't do it. You didn't even know that part of it. They didn't even know what they needed. But he did. He did. And many, many of the ways God does these things is listed in this chapter. What we call the gifts Are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Let me keep reading. Verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same, this is chapter 12, verse 4. Diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Now, this does use the word gifts. A gift is something that's given. Could also be called an endowment, but it's the same spirit. Verse five: There are differences of administrations. Now, that's not the word gifts. That's why I said, verse one: You shouldn't just label all of them gifts, because he's talking about more more than gifts. Administration: Another word is ministries. There are differences of ministries. But the same Lord, you know, some answers to some confusion that some people have about tongues is right here. Some tongues are for a sign. Other tongues are ministry. Other tongues are personal edification. But if you just lump them all together, then you'll quote verses like, do all speak with tongues? And the implication is no. And you'll try to apply that to all of it and ignore other scriptures. Like Paul said, I would that you all spoke with tongues. And I speak in tongues more than you all. He's talking about different. One would be a manifestation. The other would be an administration. Do we have much to learn about these things? Well, why would he say, well, I don't want you ignorant of this. That means there's a lot to learn about it. And I don't claim to know a bunch about it. Thank God I know a few things. I want to learn more. How about you? I want to learn. Not not just in theory, but in practice. In experience. It's not about me being something big or you being something big. It's about people being edified. And Jesus being glorified. Somebody say, people edified? Jesus glorified. glorified. Is that your desire? If you keep those two in front of you, it'll help you and I do. Keep from getting off. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Also, verse six, their diversities are differences of operations. Operation is from the word we get our word energy from, and the power of it and the energy comes from who? God, the same God, which works all in all. So, can you see why you shouldn't just put the word gifts? in verse 1 cuz already he's talking about gifts and ministries and operations but the, now here's another word the manifestation of the spirit you can call all of them manifestations of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all who can have a manifestation of the spirit who every believer and if anybody's not a believer, they can become a believer. <laughs> right? Can you have manifestations of the Spirit? Yes. These things that are mentioned here tongues, kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy. We'll, we'll just go ahead and read them. But can you have these in your life? Yes. Can you? Come on, I want you to acknowledge it out loud. You can say, I, I have manifestations of the Spirit. In my, life. In my life. And what's the purpose of them? Not just to benefit you. But to profit. With all. And you see he keeps bringing that up. Throughout the passage. For the edification of the body. Of the church. Keep going. For to one is given by the spirit. The word of wisdom. A revelation of. Of the wisdom of God. You hear people sometimes say, I have the gift of wisdom. That's using wrong terminology. No, that's not what this is talking about. I'm, I'm wise, so God gave me the gift of wisdom. No, no, no. Word word is a fragmentary part of a sentence. God has all wisdom. He lives in you by his spirit. He can give you a word. Of His wisdom that you didn't come up with, it was revealed to you. His wisdom includes His plan. It has to do with things of the future. Also, to another, the word of knowledge. Same thing here. Not the gift of knowledge. Word of knowledge. Word is a fragmentary. Like you go to a lawyer who's really good. And you need some help. He's got a whole bookshelf of law books back there. He's not going to tell you everything's in all those law books. He's going to give you a word that pertains to you. A doctor who's a really good doctor. He knows a lot of stuff. He's not going to tell you the diagnosis on all diseases and treatments. He's going to give you a word. Well, God will give us a word of revelation. These are revelations. And it's knowing something you did not learn by natural means. It's knowing something you could not have known except God revealed it to you. Who can have these? All believers can have these. You can pray in the spirit and just know something. How'd you know it? How'd how'd you find it out? God revealed it to you. It wasn't the whole knowledge of the situation. It was a word about it. A part. We're supposed to have these things in our life. You can get a revelation of the word of wisdom. You can know something about things to come. You're not going to know everything. Not going to even remotely so. But you can get a glimpse. Didn't the Bible say the Holy Spirit will show you yes. things to come. Mm-hmm. And a piece of the wisdom of understanding of God's plan and God's purpose would this be valuable to us. Yes. Yes. It's all by the same spirit. Keep going. To another faith by the same spirit. Now this is not what we call, talk about common faith that you get by hearing the word. This is another level. This is supernatural manifestation of faith beyond your faith. To another, gifts of healings. In the text, both of these are plural. Gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Keep going. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, divers kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these work that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man, every man, every man, every man. Every man, man. you must say every man, man. severally or individually as he, the Holy Spirit, wills. This is not something people say, well, God gave me the gift of this, and they act like I can operate it at will. That's not true. These are manifestations that the Spirit of God will give you on an occasion or in a situation. And in certain ministries, you may have more of one manifestation than the other, but nobody has all the manifestations of all the ministry gifts or all the anointings. Can you see in this text, for to one is given, to another is given. And we have anointings and graces and manifestations varying one from another. And one of the reasons is he wants us to have an appreciation for each other. Amen. He wants us to realize I don't have it all. Amen. You don't have it all. But you put us all together together. We got it all. Is that right? And one manifestation will inspire another person. And that will inspire another. And it's, uh, it's catching. <laughs> and it's like stirring up a flame. One ignites another. All these work that one in the self same spirit. Dividing to every man severally or individually as he will. Can you say amen? Stand on your feet if you would. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Brother Hagen that I referred to earlier, he said this, so I'll give you this to, to leave on. He said in his own personal life, he had found that the more he prayed and spoke and sang in other tongues, the more of the other manifestations he had in his life. And the less he spoke in tongues, the less of the manifestations he had. That had been his experience over decades. He said, speaking in tongues is the doorway into the other gifts and manifestations of the Spirit. So, if you want something you can act on immediately, there it is. Right? Just spend some extra time praying in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church.